This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Hello, my fellow Arkansans. Welcome to Ruskin and Sack with talent on loan from God. Here on the gold-plated microphones of the Ruskin and Zach Network. Welcome in, everybody. We are here. It is Thursday now. And uh, we are, uh, again, creeping closer to a football game. Yep, we're getting In there. the proper home of the Razorbacks in Fayetteville. The last one for like a month or something. So they got to leave a positive imp- uh, taste in everybody's mouth and win. Because if they uh, if they uh, crap the bed here, uh, it's, it's going to be a long month. It's going to be a real They're long month. Be- Oh, I think they're going to win by double digits. That's what I think. After pouring over the data, that's what I think is going to happen. Anyway, we can get to all that tomorrow. I mean, we don't want to, yeah, yeah. We don't do we, that let's, today. Let's not rush to judgment here. Let's you know, let's pace ourselves. I was looking at yeah. the. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's play. Uh, let's play a game here off the top here of good game, not a good game. I will uh, peruse the college football television schedule for this week, and Zach Arns, you tell me, good game. Okay. Not a good game. All right. All right. Are we doing pro and college? We're doing college. Okay, just college. All okay. Right. LSU at Mississippi State. Good game? Not a good game. Not a good game. Not a good game. No. I, I, I agree with you. Okay. Uh, let's see here. South Carolina at Georgia. This not, is the CBS game. Not going to be a good game. Not going to be a good no. game. No. Okay. Also, we are, um, I should remind SEC fans, we are uh, ever- Closer to Gary Danielson not being your problem anymore. All right? right. This is the last year. This is it. Get excited. This is it. Tennessee at Florida. Not a good game. Not a good game. Not a good game. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. 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 Alabama at South Florida. Worse. Worse. Pitt, West Virginia. Not a good game. Not a good game. Two bad teams does not equal a good game. Colorado State, Colorado. Not a good game. Oh, but they're mad now. <laughs> I understand. I understand. There is animosity there, now. These are brand bad brand names uh, facing off at oh. uh, what is it? Handbags at ten paces. Uh, and here we go. Uh-huh. Kansas State at Mizzou. Intriguing. Good game. Intriguing. Good game. game. Good game. I was uh, I was talking with Sterling earlier. The spread on that game is three and a Kansas State minus three and a half. Kansas Good State game. is ranked fifteenth in the country. Yeah. Missouri sucks. I why, agree with that. Why, why? Now, it's in Como, which is like traveling back in time. Yeah, but it's an 11 a.m. game, though. But Kansas State plays a bunch of those. Yeah. K-State's a good team. Yeah. You know, if you're into the, uh, you know, placing a little uh, happiness on the Bet Saracen app, I would suggest taking Kansas State. By the way, Sterling gave me his thumb of approval on that. Uh, so Kansas, you feel confident in giving that I feel very that, good uh, about Kansas State. That advice out to the people. I okay, all right. I, I, I'm um, done giving out my own advice. Yeah. I'll make fun of me. DQ is your advisor, right? That's your, correct. Uh, DQ, how do I feel about uh, <laughs> putting some money down on Kansas State minus three and a half? You don't like it. I don't like it? No. Sterling told me it was okay. Mm. I still don't like it? No. Okay. All save right. your, if if you must, if you must bet, save it. I've got some more thoughts. If you must bet. If I've, you I've, must. I've got some more. Go save ahead. it for something more important. All right. Is BYU at Arkansas a good game or not a good game? Depends on if we're talking about for people that wear red or blue. For red or blue people, yes. It's a great game. Yeah. For the rest of the country, not a good game. Really? Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. That's a ESPN2 Saturday night, of course, is 
you may but know by now. I don't think there's anything else worth sharing on here. Um, oh, man. Virginia Tech at Rutgers. Oh, Ugh. man. That's a I have enemies game. I wouldn't want to watch that game. That I mean, a, seriously. That is a hideous football game. Oh, man. <laughs> Just gross. Kansas at Nevada. Guys, this is what college football is. is a bunch of bad matchups. With, with an occasional one mixed in about Just once every three in. weeks. Yeah, That's right. Uh, here's a text out of the 870. Y'all get in on a good parlay tonight. Over the 49 and a half and Vikings plus six and a half. Really? You're getting six I, and a half at home. Yeah. Oh, wow. I uh, I don't. I looked at that and I'm just like, there, something's weird about that game. Okay. That sport is incredibly difficult to predict right. anyway. And these Thursday games are like 10 times worse. That game's in Philly, not, not Minneapolis. Right. My bad on that. Um, At the link. So um, I I, I to stay, that's a stay away from me. Yeah, that's a stay away. From, uh, the one that I do like and I can't figure out is that uh, the Ravens are getting three and a half against the Bengals mm. in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But you're going to give me Lamar plus a field goal mm-hmm. against that team. Also, the Browns are only getting two and a half or are only giving up two and a half to the Steelers on Monday night. I'm all over that one. Mm. Mm. Wow. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yep. To a team that got whooped. By the 49ers. Without Deontay Johnson, please. Child, please. <laughs> give me the Browns. I'll give you the two and a half. I'm going to win by two touchdowns. Ooh. He's gambling again. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm all in this weekend. He is gambling I took, again. I took two and a half weeks to kind of take it all in and see what was going on. We're, uh, we're in. We are in. Wow. Ready to go, everybody. Okay, you can uh, hit us up on the McClarty Daniel hotline. At 866-285-4005. That's how you text us or you call us, whatever it is. And um, then we uh, will share them accordingly. If they're good, yeah. we'll read them. If they aren't good, then um, um, we won't read them. Let, let's get an update. DQ, how did the a neighbor situation go? Yes. They didn't leave a note on my door or anything. Okay. And they weren't waiting for me That's to good. come home. That's good. Was it quieter last night? I can't tell. Uh oh. I don't think so. Mm. I think yeah. it was about it. It was about the same, not worse. I did notice that um, the person who lives up there was wearing shoes when they were walking around, which made their footsteps a bit louder. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were doing that on purpose or if they were just wearing shoes in the house. Hey, everybody wear your shoes just to make them mad downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was as bad. Okay. There was no scooting of whatever they scoot around <laughs> up there, which I would like to know what they scoot around. Maybe they just maybe, love to rearrange furniture. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe, like, they're, maybe they're moving hostages around. Who I knows? don't know. <laughs> I did think, like, what did they just move into? So they're trying to get everything situa- situated, but... I don't think that's the case. We have a we have another uh, breaking news story going on right here. Um, right here in uh, right here in River City. Right here in uh, River City. It's wrong. Whoops. Tom, that's the wrong one. There it is. Titus from Witcherville, a lifelong resident of the state of Arkansas, just tried fried okra for the first time. Yeah. And he said it was freaking awesome. Okay. Welcome to life, dude. Where you been? Have you ever, you I mean you've had it. Obviously. I don't like it. Really? I don't like it. You? No. It's fine. I could do without. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm, I'm on. It's yeah. not my. It's, it's cool town population. It's not my number one like fried appetizer. Pick. What's your no, 
number one fried appetizer. Fried pick. pickles. Ooh, yeah. Tough to, beat. Yeah, hard to Tough beat. to beat. Yeah, hard to beat. Yeah, hard to beat fried pickles. Fried chicken's the best, though. But for, an for an appetizer? Oh, for an appetizer. For an ap- oh, oh. Yeah, she's right. Fried pickles. But uh, okra, it's five. fine. I don't hate it. Mm. Best fried appetizer. That is a question, isn't it? That is a great question. Mm. Who should spend the better part of time on that? Mozzarella I mean. sticks. I love cheese sticks. We are a, uh, in our house, we are a, a bit of a connoisseur of the cheese sticks. Oh, we can okay. tell you who's got the good ones and who has the frozen ones that aren't any good, but they tell you they're good. You know? Got like, it. for example, our one of our uh, places here, on Walk-Ons, they have an excellent the cheese log. Yeah, they log. do. They also have great fried pickles. Just Yeah, they um, do. Also, yeah. while we're doing this. Oh, what happened to the boat? Uh, the boat has made it safely to land. Now, I'll remind you, you know, these these... These shows where we do nine topics in one segment, these are the ones that take 14 hours. So we better, yeah. you better like, this, take a beat just, here. What we're doing is a whip around. Oh, uh, a whip, whip around. Oh, the old whip around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we touched on DQ's neighbors, uh, best fried apps, and, uh, and, oh. and they got the uh, the ocean explorer to land. The, so. the whip around or the Christian Grey. Right. The 206 souls on board, the ocean explorer are good to go. What? <laughs> no. You didn't like that? I thought that was pretty clever. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Like all these putzes that said that uh, the new time rules would screw up college football. Through two weeks, the games are three minutes slower than they were last year. We're averaging 3.30, three and a half hours. So they're not taking your college football away. Now they're putting in a few commercial breaks. Maybe that's got something to do that's with it. That's what's right? slowing it down. <laughs> it, 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 you know, plays are down. You know, I, to, be, to be honest, I haven't even noticed the, exactly. uh, the, the college football. I think we learned something from baseball in the pitch clock, which was everybody was doing one of two things back in April, which was well, just lauding it as one of the greatest things ever or complaining about it being awful for the game. And now we're used to it. Right. And and the same thing with college football. Nobody's really mentioned it. It's your theory. After about three weeks, people just, just adapt to things it. and they just, they just, just, they just move it. on. It becomes part of it. It's not going to change. And you know, about a month into the baseball season, people are like, all right, this is the thing now. Yeah. There you go. And now it's part of the game and it's made the games faster and better. Like when if you score baseball at the major league level, like you um, you got used to uh, on a close play, you'd immediately look down at the dugout, and if the managers hold his hand out, you didn't write anything down yet, and then if he said play on, then you can write down you know four three or whatever the play was. You, know you what, got used to it. You know what? One of the things the NFL does that I really like is what uh, the the kickoff for Sunday night football is what seven twenty. Yeah, that game is over by nine thirty. I mean, you're you're not now a seven twenty college football game. You're looking at eleven, you know, ten thirty or eleven. Yeah, the, the Sunday night game run past ten. It doesn't run past ten twenty though, very often, unless it's an overtime or something. 
I mean, that, that they, team uh, they, just moves right along. Yeah, they figured it out. They figured it out. That's what they've done. All right, we got uh, Melvin on the phone oh. here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline in Sheridan. Hi, uh, Melvin. Good afternoon. Uh, home of the Yellow Jackets. Hey, brother, I had a quick question. Uh, it sounds derogatory, but and it, and it, and it might be. But first of all, I want to say I like Sam. But my question, guys, I keep hearing how great offensive line coach he is, and heck, I might as well beat next week up right quick. How many first-round draft choices or All-American linemen, offensive linemen, is on campus right now? Right and now? That ought to tell you how good the coach Yep. Uh, Four years, there ought to be somebody up there that's in that caliber of lineman, and I don't believe there is. Okay. That's a, that, what I, makes him great, brother? What makes him great is the offensive line coach. Well, all I've ever seen is get big fat guys that can't move. Honestly, I mean, big is not bad. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, Melvin, he has put first round offensive linemen in the in the NFL draft uh, as a offensive line coach. Been, not since he's been to Arkansas. Yeah, he did. Ragnow. Ragnow. Well, not no, in the last no, no, four no. years. Okay, not in the last four, four years. Okay. Four oh, years. okay. 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 I got gotcha. you. So he hasn't done it since he's been the head coach. That's your. Uh, Objection. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not gonna get no dander up. But we might as well get ahead of next week. You know, on the offensive line. I don't understand. If you call me great, then I ought to be great at something. You know, good is okay. You know, uh, good is okay. Okay. So let me let but, me let, let me ask you this. And I I actually I don't I can't argue with your point. But is his job to produce? a winning football team on, on on his terms or to produce first-round NFL draft picks? Bud, it's going to take that kind of draft pick in the SEC for Okay, but, uh, but hear me team. out on this. Just hear me out on this. They've been effective running the ball since he's been here. The line has been effective. Now, what you're asking for, the lines that they had like at Georgia or in the, under the previous administration with guys like Frank Ragnow and Travis Swanson, right? Brother? Uh, back when he was when he was the line coach, there was great there was great first round players there. There truly was. Mm-hmm. But since he's come here, he, I, I'm just I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just asking why why is it all American and first round talent coming to Arkansas if we got such a great offensive line coach? And it and winning football starts right there uh, in, in my. Look at the Giants, the New York Giants, as an example. You can't block nobody. What are you going to do? Mm, you're going to get your quarterback hurt. You're going to punt. Going That's what you're going to do. You're going to go in the house. And I'm not I'm – I'm just trying to ask why we're not getting the, the second I, rounders, okay? And here's the thing about it. NIL, great thing about NIL, there is no salary cap. So, uh, I didn't – so paying the uh, the four four stars or the lower five stars come to Arkansas should be no big deal. Uh, but I say it's not like Cowboys nowhere. There's there's no salary cap in college football, and uh, if we're great, we ought to attract. If we're not, if we're not good and we stink, you know what we attract there. Oh, uh, and I'm not trying to be mean. I just knew y'all would be honest about it. I don't think there's 
that good of talent at uh, on on campus right now. Okay. Okay. And I'll hang up and let it go, well, bud. Thank, thank y'all. Thank you, Melvin. Good now, to hear now, from Stromberg you. Stromberg got drafted last year in the third round. He's, he's with, had, with the commanders. The notes say. If you want the company yeah, line yeah, yeah, here, yeah. what do you got? Uh, he's had uh, 16 offensive linemen uh, selected in the NFL draft since 2013. Six of them first rounders. So, how many from here though? Um, I know Ragnow. Ragnow, Travis Swanson. Swanson won the first round pick. He was a third round pick. Swanson was the highest drafted Razorback center in school history. Picked 76 overall in 2014. Yeah, not a first rounder. Um, Ragnow went first. He went 20th overall. Overall, he's coached seven offensive linemen that were selected in the first round. Not six. I'm sorry. So, um, yes. But in this run since he's been here, it has not happened. So, Fact- Melvin is correct. Actually, Melvin is correct. Right. Fa- I mean, if, if factually, but, he is 100% correct. But here's the thing. When um, you, what, what, what Pittman has done since he's been here in this tour of duty since 2020 is that he has pretty much been CEO and he's let his coaches coach. So what has really what you could really say is that um you know in the since he took over Cody Kennedy has not brought in or developed first round talent on the offensive line cuz that is the offensive that's, line coach. That is that's that's Pittman is more accurate. of a uh, like like Pittman you're not going to be a head coach and also be a like a, you know, titled position coach. Like, I know Saban spends a lot of time with the secondary mm. at Alabama on the defense, but ultimately there's a, he's not, you know, totally in in that world. In the recruiting pyramid, the co- the head coach is the closer. He's not, he, you right. head coach only gets a certain number of visits. Yep. It's not like he's out, you know, watching kids on a Friday night, every Friday night, you know, recruiting. He can't do that. I mean, it's just simply against the rules. He's, the head coach is the closer. If you look at the overall, what they've done as far as recruiting goes, done a pretty damn good job. He's put them, you know, in the top 20 since he's been here. They've recruited very well. Melvin's point is factually correct, and I get what he's driving at. They've had some guys that have outperformed their star levels. I go back to Myron Cunningham. Myron Cunningham, they kicked him out to left tackle, and he had a hell of a senior year. They have not had a left tackle, a competent left tackle since then. Since Myron Cunningham in 20. But the other thing about this season is it's been two games. That's also true. So there's a lot that has not occurred yet with um, people either getting better or maybe people getting worse and losing their job. I mean, but the, both things can occur over the three months of a college football season. But I, um, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, with, with uh, Melvin's assessment on things. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, um, I don't know. It's pretty. It's it's early on in this season to uh, be drawing uh, conclusions. Oh, I forgot to, Froholt was drafted in the fourth round. Right. Five, they've had five offensive linemen drafted since 2014. Mm-hmm. But in this tour, yeah, in this uh, tour, one, right? One. No, yeah. no. Well, or, did Fro, Froholt play no, under no, Pittman? Didn't. No, he didn't. No, he went out in 19. So, no, they've only had. Uh, it's only been Stromberg. Okay. So. Um, 
So yeah, there's the now is there, now here's the thing about this. Um, if the offensive line continues to look like it's looked like the last two weeks, like there are going to be people that are going to question Pittman. There's also going to be people questioning Cody Kennedy and what's going on there. Well, because he is the offensive line coach. I mean, I mean, the offensive line coach should take more heat than the head coach who happened to at one time be an offensive line coach. The, right. the offensive line coach now, but he's done it for thirty years. The offensive line line coach is the guy with them every day. Yeah. You know, Sam Pittman is observing the entire practice. He's not over in the trenches working on technique with certain guys. You know, he may do it every now and then, but he's not over there every day. If you're concerned about offensive line recruiting, first guy you start with is your offensive line coach. They got a lot of young guys, man. A lot of young guys on that team. And, you know, they're, I don't know that it's going to get, I don't know that it's going to get a whole lot better um, in the next year or two because they are so young and you're going to replace a bunch of dudes who played a bunch of games up front next year. So this might be your best chance with the two young tackles to, to have that you know, the, the nine win year that you're looking for. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this, lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait, call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Good seats still available for uh, this uh, game on Saturday night inside Razorback Stadium. Hi, Chuck. Good afternoon. Hello, boys. How are you? Great. Great. Hey, we got a little breaking news for you if you're interested. What's that? Well, Eston Kirstad has been called up to the Baltimore Orioles. He will be in uniform tonight. Rumor is he's going to be in the lineup. Well, good for him. Generally, when they call a guy up, they put him in the lineup right away. So I'll bet he is tonight. Yeah, that's pretty cool, and especially with some of the issues he had post-COVID. That's uh, he, he shot through the minors. 
I feel like an old guy. Every time I look at Hurst, uh, Heston Kerstad, I think, man, he still looks like he's about 16 years old to me. But uh, he's going to be a big league baseball player. Yeah, Good is. for him. I think it's great. He does still look – he's got a baby face. He's on one he of those – He does. The Razorback baby face uh, athlete team is uh, is an interesting one. If we could, I don't know if we can come up with that on the fly. You know, another the guy, all baby face team. Yeah, the all baby face team. There yeah, I um, I, another guy I just thought of was when Brad Thompson pitched for the Cardinals. He looked like he was about yeah, thirteen too. He did. I'm still not sure he shaved. <laughs> that probably does. Yeah, Joe Buck used to make that joke on the on the broadcast. That, uh, you know. Brad Thompson Little Shavers Club or something like that back then. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Well, uh, I've seen Joe Buck's beard, and he's got nothing to brag about there. No, that's 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 true. He uh, he has the hair removed from his face and they put it on his head. That's the, yeah, yeah. He lost his voice for those two years, but that's a whole other. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Like the guy, Chuck, the guy. Is that really why he lost his voice? He, that's what he wrote in his book. Uh, he wrote really? in his book that it was a botched um, – hair transplant surgery that caused his vocal cords to screw up and they didn't know if they'd ever come back and they did wow. fortunately but can you imagine that you are the like millions of dollars fox sports the guy and you don't know if you're ever going to have a, a full voice again for a while there that's hey but you've got a full head of hair yeah he does and have a, good, hair. A good a good yeah. set of hair you right. know for those two minutes you're on camera every game that's right <laughs> Seriously. A little bit of vanity at work there, I'd say. That's right. Hey, Chuck, how bad do the Giants suck? Oh, man. Well, pretty bad. They, they suck. Pretty bad. That would be my assessment. At what point did you turn that game off? Well, I think I probably watched it until a little after halftime, if you want to know the truth. I and mean, the next day was a work day, and you guys know how committed I am in that regard. So uh, <laughs> I needed to get my uh, needed to get my sleep. Ah, yeah, got to get your beauty sleep to, uh, to to talk to those boys. Did you see that one stat, though, about uh, the Giants' futility? This was according to The Athletic. No team has ever lost 40 to nothing or worse, lost the sack battle 7-0 or worse, lost the turnover battle 3-0 or worse, had a field goal, a blocked field goal return for a touchdown and threw a pick six. Nobody had done that in the, in, in the same season. The Giants did it. They did one it in game. one game. They did it in one game. <clears throat> well, um, at least the field looked nice. That's yeah. That's it did look good. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, we were doing some research earlier. The Cowboys have an opportunity to pitch back to back shutouts, which has not been done in the NFL since 2008. Wow. Hmm. You're getting Zach Wilson this weekend. I you know. Gotta feel you good. got the Jets. Got the Jets. J e t s. Jets. 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 And uh, he turns that thing over like Emerald turns over uh, turnovers. That dude is bad. Yeah. yeah, they've uh, they've got a Super Bowl caliber defense. I don't know if they're going to have enough on the other side, but they've got a Super Bowl caliber defense. Yeah, they're outstanding. Um, who did they ever promote? Um, who's backing him up now, or have they made who? that decision yet? No, they still have just no, Zach they, Wilson. They, they, they have no idea. They haven't made a. They don't have don't right think now. They, one quarterback. I don't think they anticipated uh, not having Aaron Rodgers. No, they did. They gotta go sign somebody. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something here, and they will. But uh, they haven't done it yet, uh, according to this uh, side I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, they're they're putting all their uh, faith in Nathaniel Hackett for figuring this out somehow. On well, an it's just a side. normal season for me. I never pay attention to the Jets. And <laughs> I had mild interest this year because of Aaron Rodgers, and now it's back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the fact that it took four plays is just 
Like, it's not comedy, but it's like. Well, well the, it's the Jets. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, comedy is the other side of tragedy. So, I mean, they are pretty much close. So, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't. It, it's. It's bizarre. What a bizarre deal. It's a snake bit franchise. They're never going to they they, they They're have, just never. They made all the right moves in the offseason, too. And, yeah. and they still couldn't get it. It's still not going to you know turn out to be the year. I feel yeah. bad for Jets They have fans. Tim Boyle on their practice Ugh. squad. That's probably who they'll move up to uh, back up hmm. Zach Wilson on, on Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm just um, I'm just uh, sad that uh, these uh, these primetime games. Now, some of them are later. They'll get to move. But in the meantime, we got going to be a lot of jets on your TV uh, for the next month or so. Get ready. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, everybody thought that was going to be the game. You know, the team, everybody wanted to watch, and now it's not quite that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was um, it was interesting being at the game. Um, uh, you know, this is the way the, the way the conversation falls is um, you know, everybody kind of calms down by Thursday, um, uh, but. Man, on Saturday, people were not quite sure what was going on with the at, at Razorback Stadium. I mean, obviously they won, and people were happy about that. But there was also a, a little bit from the fans I was around. that's kind of like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Uh, in that moment, uh, maybe that's calmed down by now. I'm not sure. I mean, but it was a, um, it was one of those, um, it was one of those days in Razorback Stadium where it's like, well, they won, but you know. They didn't score many style points. They didn't score any style points, really, with the fans, I guess. Well, probably not. Um, you know, I can I can understand. You know, people thought they'd go in there and win by a lot. I would imagine there were some that had them to cover. They didn't cover. They weren't happy about that when the game was over. Um, I also think too there were there were several things at play. Um, it's tough to play against the bar two weeks in a row. It's tough to play a team two consecutive weeks and get maximum effort both times when neither one of those teams has a chance to beat you. Um, I thought Kent State basically played, um, you know, they played keep away. Uh, they milked the clock. They ran the ball. Uh, they ran the play clock down inside 10 routinely. Uh, they were not going to let Arkansas have the ball. I think there were 70 snaps against Western Carolina, and there were 53, if I'm not mistaken, against Kent State. So that's not a lot of snaps, and it was a quick game. And um, I think Kent State's idea, frankly, was let's not get just blown off the field the way they did the week before. They didn't play that way the week before against UCF. They tried to go toe-to-toe with them. They lost by 50. So they decided to slow it down against Arkansas, and I think that had something to do with it. But, guys, here's the thing. I mean, when you really look at this from a big-picture perspective, you've got two tackles on the offensive line that are first-year starters. And I think I don't think you can understate the importance of a 1,400-yard first-team All-SEC running back not playing. And I think all those things contributed to really, you know, a lackluster performance. But I think their focus has been a lot different this week. It generally is when you play a better team. And I would think they'd play with a lot more emotion and a lot more focus Saturday night. Uh, I don't read a whole lot into last Saturday. Now, if it becomes a pattern, that's a different deal. But I think sometimes, um, you know, you play games like that and you win. And if you keep winning, nobody remembers how it went anyway. It styles make fights, and this was just an ugly one. Uh, Kent State had a good game plan to slow the game down, not execute as many plays, and and they made it a slog. Plus, I, they played pretty well on defense. 
I think that's the part that kind of gets overlooked is Kent State probably maxed out everything they could do against Arkansas. Oh, they weren't bad at all. Uh, you know, my, my guess would be, and, and, and I'm not one to break down film, but my guess would be that if you were to go back and you were to look at particularly their alignments, their run fits, all the things they did, I'm certain based on the score, not very well at all against UCF. And you went back, and if you had the knowledge to do it, and you were to grade them on how they played against Arkansas, my guess would be they were in the right place at the right time a whole lot more the second week than they were the first. And so I'll give them credit for that. Um, And I don't think Arkansas played their most spirited game. He did some experimenting up front. Uh, It was the last chance they'll get to do that. You're not going to get a chance to tinker with things after, you know, that ball game unless – you know, maybe if, you know, when you get to FIU later on, you can. But um, sometimes you just survive those November non-conference games. So that was the last chance they had to do it. Uh, there were varying degrees of success. Um, I think we're about to find out exactly what this team's all about. Not just this week, but next week and um, the three weeks after that. I mean, they're about to enter a heck of a stretch here. The thing that was probably, I, guess, I don't want to say alarming because that's not the right word, but maybe, maybe that was eye-opening for me was I got stuffed on a fourth down in their own uh, end. And a couple of things struck me. One, you couldn't get a push uh, to get, I think it was fourth and a yard and a half, something like that. And then, two, the fact that they would go for it that, that deep in their own end. Now, ultimately, I think they played to the defense, which wasn't giving up yardage at the time. Uh, Kent State winds up punting. Did that surprise you at all that you're gambling that early in a game to, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was, I was your own end. I was surprised by that, and um, it's one of those analytics-driven deals. Uh, the analytics say you're going to make yep. it regardless of where you are uh, the majority of the time. And, um, hey, they tried it, and it didn't work. Fortunately, <laughs> it didn't cost them a game. I don't know in a different situation. You don't do that against LSU. Well, probably not. I, th- I, th- I think one of but, the things that, you know, made it difficult at times – um, was that, you know, Arkansas knew Kent State wasn't going to win that game. You know, no I, matter what happened, Ar- Kent State was not going to win that game. I also think you go for it there um, because you kind of have the vibe on the sideline. Everybody's kind of asleep over here. Let's try and do something and, and you know, get everybody in, involved here and, and, you know, maybe pep everybody maybe. up a little bit yeah, in addition maybe. to the analytics and all that stuff because, you know, he, he I, has gone for it. On I, I don't um, – I'll bet he doesn't do that again. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I, I talked about, uh, and we're talking with Chuck Barrett here, the drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. This is the the first two weeks Arkansas was preparing Arkansas things, really, and this is the first week where Arkansas is actually trying to figure out an opponent and how to stop BYU, how to attack BYU, uh, all those sorts of things. So that's going to be a, a switch I'm interested to follow this week is to kind of see the game planning. How does Enos, you know, put a, the plan together? The you know the defense uh, on the other side, all that stuff. Because they it doesn't really feel like to me they spent a whole lot of time uh, game planning for the last two opponents based on what they've told us. Not just you know watching the games, but what they've said. They've kind of said it's more been about us over the past couple of weeks. Well, the sample size is still very small. Even the sample size on BYU is very small. Now, it'll be a better sample size when you play LSU because they played Florida State. These guys have played Sam Houston and Southern Utah. They've got 60 new players. I mean, we've got 38. We talk about how, man, Arkansas's roster is just made over. 
it wasn't for Deion Sanders in Colorado, everybody would be talking about BYU as the team that completely remade their roster. And so it is a small sample size. They got a lot of new players, a lot of new players. And um, they've got they got some decent players on defense. They're probably better equipped on offense, truth be told, uh, at least based on, you know, what you see in terms of their personnel. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. This is this is one of those weeks where, um, you know, you've, you've got to consider the fact you're playing a team good enough to beat you. But I still think that for Arkansas right now, it's still more about Arkansas. Um, I still think that there are lots of things that Arkansas is not doing well that you got to do well regardless of who you're playing. So, yes, you're planning for BYU, no doubt about it. Uh, but by the same token, you're, you know, to an extent, you're still playing against the bar, even though now you're playing a team that, as I said a minute ago, is good enough to beat you, whereas the last two weeks it's not been that way. What do you expect from this BYU team? I, they've played Southern Utah. they played Sam Houston State. This is not you – know, these are not uh, world beaters by any stretch of the imagination, but this is not the same team they had last year with, uh, with Jaron Hall that liked to throw it around a bunch. This is more of a team that, that they're going to probably try and run it a little bit. And then defensively, they're a top-10 team in the uh, the nation as far as run defense goes. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. Sample size so is, is small. So is, so is Arkansas right, right, right. now. They're, 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 they're top five. And some of that has to do with the fact that, you know, Sam Houston State, evidently, based on what I can gather, they had little to no chance to even move the ball. And Southern Utah was playing catch up a lot, so they were, uh, you know, they were they were throwing it and basically abandoned the running game. So again, I, I don't I don't put a whole lot of stock in um, anybody's stats, frankly, at this point. Um, I think the sample size is just too small. Neither one of these teams has played an opponent that was capable of beating them yet. So that's why I just don't put any stock in the numbers. Uh, they probably will run the ball a little bit more than maybe what you think a traditional BYU team will be. Although I'll say this, their quarterbacks accounted for six touchdowns in two games. He's thrown for four, he's run for two. So they're going to lean on their quarterback the same way Arkansas does. I would expect Arkansas to lean on K.J. even more than they did last week. And basically, you know, in the second half, they they turned to him to be their ball carrier for a good bit. So... I think KJ is going to, with Rocket out, and given where they are right now in terms of their offense, I think KJ's going to be asked to do a lot. You know, uh, Chuck, I, I have to uh, alert you here. Um, you know, because Keaton Slovis once played at USC, yeah, Zach know. Zach automatically thinks he is terrible, just like every former <laughs> USC player. So JT uh, Daniels, he's Todd Marinovich. He's the second coming. Nice no, JT Daniels. JT Daniels sucks, and so does Keaton Slovis. There's a whole slew of them that, that rolled through there and left. He's one of them. Well, here's the deal. He's going to throw 7,000 interceptions on Saturday. He's awful. Ooh, uh-huh. he's, a, he's a Scottsdale, Arizona kid, and it, you know, he, he, he went to USC, and I guess when all that changed over, he was out. I can't believe that, an, that a kid from Scottsdale, Arizona, who played at USC, went to Pitt and felt comfortable. I, I just can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, maybe he's back in his part of the world now. And, um, you know, again, he, I mean, he's accounted for six touchdowns in two games. It's a small sample size. But, um, you know, the one thing Arkansas does is force turnovers. They force turnovers. And their turnover margins 
about as good as you can get right now. So I'm anxious to see if the defense can continue to do that. Yeah, that's in- interesting if they can do that as the um, as they take a step up in class this week and then obviously, you know, moving into SEC play next week because, you know, it, 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 I think we've seen both here. Like, we've seen uh, in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, we've seen defenses be opportunistic, and then we've seen them as the competition goes up. You see the uh, – they're not able to get as many turnovers as they as they did in those earlier uh, games. So well, it, generally that is what you see. I mean, with when 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 you've got teams from power fives playing non power fives, that generally is what you see. And I don't think Arkansas, for example, in very many SEC games, is going to have a five over uh, five zero turnover uh, margin. Be nice, but you know you just don't see that play out very often. And look, Arkansas is going to turn it over some too. I mean, as the competition stiffens. Um, it's naive to think you're not going to turn it over. The one thing, you know, with Rocket out right now uh, for this week, and, and it sounds like at the very least he'd be limited if he plays next week, you got to make sure you hang on to that football. You know, people wonder who's going to be the guy to take up the slack. Well, they've been able to avoid that so far, and I think that's going to be real critical moving forward um, because I don't know that there's a whole lot of margin for error you know, certainly after you get past this week, there's just not a lot of margin for error over the next month. And if you're going to survive that stretch, you better not be turnover happy. Well, so far they haven't uh, turned it over at all in this, two this games. This may be That's... a season where, you know, the defense is flying around and playing really well, and they seem to be well ahead of uh, of the offenses that they played. This may be one of those seasons where you sort of defer to the defense. You lean on the defense. You play to them. And, and you might wind up playing games that are a little tighter than we're accustomed to. Well, I, I I think that Arkansas's defense is better, and I think that they're going to have a chance to put the offense in pretty good position um, this season. But I do think early on, I, I do think there are some realities right now offensively. Um, and, you know, some of those realities involve two first-year tackles, and the other one involves Rocket not being in there. And – I don't think that you can just gloss over either one of those. So that's why I say um, KJ is going to be called to throw. He's going to be called to run. He's got a good group of receivers. I think we've seen that. Um, And, you know, I expect BYU to be real similar. They're going to lean heavily on their quarterback too. But I just think for Arkansas right now, um, KJ's got to play really well on the offensive side, and and, and you've got to have a solid defensive team. I'll say this, and this is the best special teams they've had since Pittman's been here. It's best special teams we've had in a while. Yeah, all the phases are pretty legit there when you talk about I agree Cam with that. and you talk about the punting is good now. And, of course, uh, you know, Satania can, uh, it can, has the – it's shown flashes of, of a breaking one uh, in, in, you know. So, that's – See, a, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. There's only two fan bases in America right now that are fully happy. Florida State and Texas. Everybody else sees a problem. Even if they're 2-0, and everybody else sees some sort of problem. And, you know, you think about, you know, where we are. We're two games into this. And you can count the happy fan bases on one hand. You know, that's just kind of the nature of the business. My point is nobody's perfect at this point. And um, Arkansas is not perfect. But they do have the ability to cover up some deficiencies. And that's what a lot of teams are doing early on. You're covering up some deficiencies until you figure some areas out. 
and that's kind of what Arkansas may have to do for a week or two. But, um, you know, when you've got K.J. back there, you, you've got a chance to do that. How surprised were you with the Alabama-Texas outcome? Alabama, to I me, was surprised. looked incredibly pedestrian. Well, the thing that surprised me was their defense. Um, you know, Texas threw the ball at will. You know, you know, there's another thing, guys. Texas ran for 105. They rushed for or, uh, Texas rushed for 105 yeah. yards, averaged 2.8 per carry. I don't think they were griping about the running game in Austin when it was over. Um, you know, it's about scoring points. It's about moving that ball. And Texas was able to do that. And that was the thing that was surprising to me was that Alabama's defense couldn't get off the field. They gave up big plays. Um, I think everybody knew that, you know, there would be some plays Milrow would make, but if you could get him in a spot where you made him a pocket passer and it's third down and he has to throw, you know, you you got a chance to pick him off. I think everybody knew that. I think Alabama knew that. But, again, I was surprised at how Texas was able to just really exploit him in the passing game and hit big plays and score and, you know, smack them back after Alabama got that lead. I mean, Alabama scored in the third quarter, and, you know, we've become conditioned to believe it's over. You know, it's just over. Alabama's got the lead, it's over. And bang, Texas scores twice in less than a minute. So I was impressed. I hate to say it, but I was impressed. Here's why Alabama feels different this year to me is um, they've had mid-quarterback play before, but they had, but, but at that time they had – Big-time offensive line, and they had stud running backs. They have non-big-time offensive linemen, and I don't think they have stud running backs right now to go with their um, their average or below-average quarterback play. I think this is a different time for Alabama. I don't think we've seen their first loss of the season, and I don't know what's going to happen as far as uh, you know teams in the division being able to uh, uh, get a chance at, at – at beating Alabama this year. The, the offense just looks so unimaginative, and and their linemen don't, didn't look very effective in that game. Well, they don't have the game record on defense right now. I know they think Dallas Turner will be, and he may be, and in a different circumstance, he still, you know, could be a game-wrecking type player. But, you know, Alabama's always had just monsters on the defensive line, and then they've always had somebody like Will Anderson who could just, you know, wreck your day. And even in the years when they weren't spectacular offensively, they were always so good on defense. I mean, you think about how many times you've watched Alabama play. When the defense scores, just start the bus. Mm -hmm. The day's over. It's sharks to blood. It is sharks to blood at that point. And I don't think they've got that right now. It doesn't mean they won't. I'm – Hey, I'm not. Uh, I'm not throwing dirt on the grave. I promise you, because um, they're going to be favored I, I, you, in every game they play the rest yeah, of the way. You count them out at yeah, your own peril. Exactly. But I agree with. I I, I agree with Ruskin. I, I don't think they've lost their last game. Yeah. All right. It's your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. We'll uh, have Chuck take on the Ruskin and Zach poll questions. Oh boy, Chuck! I got some good ones this week. You got some doozies. I today? got some good ones. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005.
McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize picks is a skill based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their prize picks projection. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at prizepicks.com HTL and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports made easy. Ready to go? Ready. All right. Has everything you've learned about social media influencers been learned against your will? Yes. (laughs) 92.8% of you said yes. Uh, Chuck, how do you get job experience when every job requires experience? Your choices, I don't know, or apply and hope they don't ask. Apply and hope they don't ask. 81.6% of you said apply and hope they don't ask. Uh, Chuck, you travel quite a bit. Uh, Do you unpack your suitcases from a long trip on the day you return? (laughs) No. No, I don't. 50.3% of you said no, I'm a psychopath. Why not? Well, you know, I generally live out of the suitcase for a day or so, and then I finally get it all unpacked. All right. Uh, just how it goes. Okay, just how, it's just how you roll. DQ like is still living out of suitcases from a trip that she, that she took this summer. <laughs> I, I, I can relate. I can relate. Uh, Chuck, should there be a law that delivery fees should never be as much as the meal that you order? Yes. 92.3% of you said yes. Now we get into the tough ones. You ready? Okay, I, I am so ready. With the way that you have behaved in this life, will you be reincarnated as yourself in the next? Probably not, no. 56.1% of you said no. Uh, tr- Chuck, true or false? You're, bad at, you're not bad at responding to someone's text. You just don't care. Am I supposed to say yes or no? <laughs> true or false? Well, there's, a, there's some truth there. Okay. And, and sometimes it's false, but there's some truth there. Yeah. More, more often than not, the, it is true. 84.9% of you said that's true. Uh, this came up the other day. Uh, your baby is 18 months old. How old is your baby? Is it one, one and a half, 18 months, or two? I, I would go with one and a half. Thank you. 57% of you 
said uh, that the baby is one and a half. I hate people who say their kid's like 19 months old. Yeah. He's 32 one. months old. Exactly. You, you have to do the quick math. Uh, Chuck, around your house, is the rule lowest percentage gets the charger? <laughs> yes, it is. 87.4% of you <laughs> said yes. Uh, Chuck, is every movie in America the number one movie in America? <laughs> it seems that way, doesn't it? 66.1% of you said yes. It seems like also every book in America is a New York Times yeah. bestseller. Yeah, it seems that way. You're right. Should Netflix have a category called easy to follow while scrolling through my phone? <laughs> yes. Yes. 89.6% of you said yes. That's uh, the hardest part of Netflix is finding, you know, all the scrolling and, you know, all the stuff. Right. You just got to put your phone down every now and then. Uh, Chuck, are people who watch horror movies for fun and then sleep peacefully really demons? Yeah, they're weird. Yeah, and 74.1% of you said yes. Do you watch horror movies? No. Okay. Have you seen The Notebook? I have. Come on, Chuck. I've seen it. I didn't say it was my favorite movie. I said I've seen it. You could have lied to me right there and said no and restored faith in humanity. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes you just got to do that. You got to. Oh, you're right. That is a that's a really wonderful movie. <laughs> hey, try it sometime, man. Uh, that's why I'm divorced twice. Uh, well, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I didn't want to, yeah. you know, bring it up. But. Right. I, I just I stand my ground on that stuff. I'm not watching it. I, I refuse. Okay. Are All people right, single with man. <laughs> yes, indeed. Are are people with cooking shows actually good cooks? It's not like anyone actually tastes what they make. Well, um, I don't know. Do I get a pass? You can pass. Sure. I, uh, I don't know if I'd use it there, but okay. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and use it. I didn't understand the question. I'd have to phone a friend or something. 56.5% of you said they're actually uh, good cooks. All right. So yesterday um, I, I got a question, a weather question, and I locked up Darby Bobby on this. So I'm going to give give it to you and see what you can do. do you, are you good at math? No, but I'll try. Oh, good. This will be fun. Uh, if it is zero <laughs> degrees outside and it's going to be twice as cold tomorrow, what will the temperature be? Will it be zero, negative two, negative 64, or we'll give you the ultimate pass, I don't know. I'm going to go zero. 43.8% of respondents said zero. So I sent it to Darby Bobby at 4029, and he came back with an equation that says the proper answer is 127.5 Kelvin, <laughs> which is negative 230 degrees. Kelvin. But nobody knows if he's telling the truth or not. No, he could be completely blowing smoke up my he rear. He could be I lying with statistics. Exactly. We're not sure. But, you know, he is in a but position. But he might be right, he's, too. I don't know. He's in a position of know. authority. I'm not in a position to argue right. with him. He seems to know more about math than us, yes. so we're going so to default gonna, to yeah, him. Exactly. It's my uh, understanding there would be no math. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, is, One of the, the great is the cloud just someone else's computer? Uh, yeah, I guess so. 87.1% of you said yes. Put it that way. Uh, Chuck, are you a McDonald's guy? I've uh, been to McDonald's, yeah. Breakfast or lunch? Breakfast. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a total mm -hmm. profiling yep. question. Yep. Uh, McDonald's is doing away with the in-store drink refill machines. Uh, with this out of the way, do you think they can fix the ice cream machines? <laughs> <laughs> they never seem to be working, do they? 91% of you said uh, no. Uh... <laughs> All right, so this is a TikTok trend that's going around, and DQ asked this question yesterday. Uh, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> Daily, weekly, monthly, or rarely? Rarely. Okay, 70.8% of you said rarely. DQ's dad thinks about it twice a week. Really? Mm. 
Yes, this is a this is a TikTok trend. We got a bunch of DMs on this yesterday. Are these the people that think the world's going to hell in a handbasket and we're going to fall like the Roman Empire? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I just I it, it sounds like that crowd. I just wanted to make sure I was clear. All right. So this is where it's going to take a turn into the weird DQ. Uh, thinks about Boomer Esiason three times a week, and she does because Boomer came to her in a dream. Uh, would you consider this normal behavior? Well, not really, no. 87.2% of you said no. This is where DQ, would you like to qualify? I feel like I should explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to hear a little bit <laughs> okay. more about this. So I just had a dream one night, and the I didn't picture him or anything. I just dreamt the name Boomer Esiason, and I woke up with that name stuck in my head. And I, I figured that it was something that I had overheard at work, but I wanted to make sure I didn't just make up that name, just, you know, pull it out of thin air in my dream. So then I Googled him, and he's real. And now she thinks about him two to I, three times a it week. It comes up. That thought comes up a lot. Do you ask yourself, am I weird when you're thinking about <laughs> it? No, I just <laughs> think, like, oh, yeah, he's a real person. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Dreams can be strange. That's right. the, that, that's where we ended yesterday with DQ um, dreaming about Boomer Esiason. Uh, Chuck, we you know DQ is a lot more interesting than you guys. Are. Oh, I had to break this, just, but she no, really is. There's no question. About just that. wait. Here we go. Uh, okay. DQ claims that she knows Fayetteville better than anyone because she wears Patagonia. Uh, Chuck, I heard her say that. One yes, day. Chuck. Who would know Fayetteville best? DQ, Ruskin, Ty, or me? Well, it would be either you or Ruskin. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. 40.5% of respondents said DQ because she wears Patagonia. Uh, Chuck, you guys have been around longer. You know exactly. what the landmarks used to be. Exactly. Thank you. I told her if she's never been to the Gypsy, you haven't been to Fayetteville. <laughs> just, well, yeah, you you just guys are newcomers. You guys are newcomers. Well, I, okay, I've been to the If she's never been to the Swinging Door, I, I've, then, uh, I've she's been, not Fayetteville. I have been <laughs> thrown out of the Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got airborne outside, being launched outside the doors of the dome. So, hey, that's not those what, were the days yeah, when the that, Pleasure Dome was. Right? That was always the last stop. Absolutely, because it was open the latest. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, the last a football stop. question here. Uh, what is most likely to happen on Saturday in Fayetteville? KJ scores two rushing touchdowns. He throws two touch uh, two passing touchdowns. BYU scores two touchdowns, or Ty gets a girl's phone number. Well, it's everything but the last one are possibilities. Um, I'm going to go with any any of those except for the tie and the number thing. Okay, 40.4% of you uh, say that uh, KJ throws two touchdowns. Okay, and the last one, um, at what age? Now, DQ's having a little existential crisis. Uh, at what age does a man have to stop playing with Legos to not be considered a lost cause by a woman? Oh, I don't know, eight? <laughs> good answer. That's a good maybe, answer. 47.1% of you said 10 to 15 years old. Okay. Um, we, we were discussing some, some I'll say, uh, friends adjacent uh, to members of our staff who uh, play with Legos. Uh, and and how are, old are they? Adults. Hmm. Yep. Do exactly. they have children? <laughs> no. Really? No. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Ruskin and Zach Expos are brought to you by Unlimited Heat and Air in Springdale. Call Kelly. Call Larry. 479-225-8809. Quality craftsmanship installed to last. Mm, all right. Hey, you, I liked Legos when I was a little kid. Yeah, huh? when you were a kid. I'm not knocking Legos. No. No, but there's a time, and then there's, there's that, time. that time is over. It's time to grow up, Peter Pan. That's right. Yes. <laughs>
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.